You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. Welcome to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. And Becky, I want to start right out with these chat rooms and these um, lunches and these book readings that are happening in the LGBT communities and with the transvestites, um, you know, doing dances and uh, shows for our children in libraries, in schools, in lots of different public areas. And I, as a parent and a grandparent, am pretty insulted by this. My personal opinion is that it is absolutely an assault on the family. But in particular, I want to just mention this, this one to you, which is a, um, a school in which it's in Coachella Valley, California. And one of the parents filed a, actually, it's not in Coachella. It's, it's in Riverside. I think it's in Riverside County. Um, it's called the Desert Sands Unified School District. And they are promoting to its students to go on these sites and, and look at, you know, LGBTQ things. And it's a chat room that your child anywhere from age 13 and up can join for free. And you don't have to tell your parents and you can go in these. And one parent who is in Coachella Valley you know, they filed a complaint with the sheriff's department because they feel like, you know, this is a human trafficking issue. They feel like it's a, uh, a, uh, like a North American men and boys association issue. It's, it's just that it has no place in their children's life. And yet the school is promoting this and this, I'm sure, is not the only school in the country doing this. I'm sure that this is much more uh, widespread than we know about. But I, what are your thoughts? It's interesting that you bring this up. Just recently, we were <clears throat> watching the news, which I don't watch very often anymore. In fact, I don't remember the last time I watched the news. But on Ingram Angle, she was reporting about a school just here in Plano, Texas, they were having a drag queen exhibition and dance for the parents and elementary school children. Not only was she doing her little dance, but she was verbalizing quite a few inappropriate phrases and wording, and they were having to bleep it out on the TV because of the improperness of it. And the children were given dollar bills to hand to this person. Oh, I think I saw that. Yes, it was recent. And it's not the only city in Texas. I know that Katy, Texas and Austin, Texas have also done a similar event where they've invited drag queens to come and entertain the children and expose them to this 
knew what they say acceptable culture is, and all it is doing, it is corrupting these small children's minds. It is indecent. It is inappropriate. And it, as a grandmother and a mother, I'm outraged that my grandchildren in elementary school can be exposed to this. And my daughter was telling me the other day that her son brought home a library book and he really likes this particular series. And she said one of the pictures in the book was of a girl wearing a piece of lingerie that you could see completely through. And it was obvious what you were looking at. And my daughter picked it up and said, we will not be reading any more of these. This is not acceptable in our home. And I do not understand why parents are allowing these children to be exposed to indecent habits and involve them in what they would say is a curricular activity, what I would say would be a pornographic exhibition of something that is eroding our society and brainwashing our small, our small children, making them think, this is acceptable to everyone and everybody's watching it and it's not. It is outright outrageous and it's a handful of people that are getting away with this and it makes me angry. And anytime something questionable happens in our little town with a school, they handle it immediately. So I am I'm encouraged that something like this would not take place, but I'm discouraged that other cities just in my conservative state would allow something ferocious as this. Yeah, you and I both being from Texas, it, it is really disturbing to me that they have any of this activity in Texas. This site, by the way, uh, is called the Trevor Space site. So if any parent out there listening has children that are active on that Trevor space. It is an LGBTQ young people age 13 to 24 site to uh, get together with and talk with other LGBTQ <laughs> um, kids. So it's something that parents need to be aware of what their kids are doing online. And unfortunately, when schools they, you know, the, they advertise this to the kids and they put out a, a really cute ad and it says, meet new LGBTQ friends in Trevor space. You know, I just feel like that is not the place of school. School needs to butt out of my life and my home life and my children's religion, morals, ethics, and the way that I'm raising them. And they need to stay involved in teaching them reading, writing, arithmetic, uh, real history instead of made up history, civics, and uh, perhaps some social studies. And that's it. They don't need to get involved in all the race stuff that they're doing. They don't need to get involved in these children's sex lives, for heaven's sakes. And they shouldn't be teaching or encouraging them to have anything to do with anything that has to do with sex at these young ages. This is a job for their parents. It is not a job for the teachers. 
I couldn't agree with you more. I believe our schools are deteriorating as far as what they have been told is now their responsibilities as far as education goes. And our small children are quite honestly being brainwashed into thinking that all of this is acceptable. And if I don't accept it, or if I don't go along with it, then someone's not going to like me. So you have to take it back to the origin of where all of this, I believe, is coming from. And if you look at our current administration, even within the nominees of people holding particular jobs with this current administration, I struggled to try to figure out what that person is. I mean, the way they're dressed, the way they act, who they say they are or are not. I mean, I look at them and I'm with a blank look on my face. I know trying to figure out now what exactly is that? What is that person trying to tell the rest of the nation? And I think it's quite obvious. They do not like the fact that anybody is conservative and is going to hold fast the values of the family and what God has set forth as our um, guidelines in raising our children and what is what is good and what is not good. I mean, nowadays, what's bad is good and what's good is bad. And I didn't really understand that many, many years ago, but boy, I understand it now. And I'm just really frustrated for the people that fall into this trap in thinking that this is normal and this is okay. And, and I, I'm just going to point something out when we were talking before we opened up the show. You know, when a baby is born, the doctor looks at the parents and says, you have a healthy little boy or a healthy little girl. I wonder how they figured out what gender that child was. Well, that doesn't change over a course of a lifetime, even with all of the drugs and the surgeries that you have, the inside of you is still the same as you were the day you were introduced into this world. But I don't think that is what our um, current administration and like California and many other um, not so conservative states want. They want everything to be destroyed. They want families destroyed because if you're a strong family and you've got strong principles, then that's a threat to them. And they can't handle any kind of a threat that might change their ideologies or anyone that might be on the fence about that particular ideology. Yeah, I mean, you know, people people have forever uh, been gay or been... Uh, probably not as much trans as they are now because that seems to be the end thing to be, but you know, that's not going to change, but it always was a, a small minority and it wasn't, it, it wasn't something that disrupted society like this. It wasn't as in your face. And, and I think, I mean, from my perspective, from the way that I was raised, it, it's not a normal way. I'm sorry. That's that's my belief. It is not, you know, what the normal way of life is. The, nor the normal way is a man is a man and a woman is a woman. I understand that there are 
those exceptions of people. I And I get that and I have no problem with it. But what I have a problem with is trying to bring my children and my grandchildren into that fold and, and to teach them about it and to throw it in their face and to almost make it as though if they don't want to say that they, you know, have some of these feelings that, that they are shunned or they, or they're, it's, it acts like they're the ones that are not normal. I, I just really think we're messing up the kids. And I, I got to tell you that I could not and would not send my kids and I would pay to have my grandkids go to a school that does not teach those things because I don't think that we need to mess up the children or the families any more than they already are. I mean, we already have enough problems with divorce and with, you know, child abuse and all different kinds of issues that children have to deal with in life. Uh, we, we just don't need to be throwing sexuality on them at these, these young ages. And, you know, Becky, I just saw that Michigan in Michigan, two school districts just went on strike and they went on strike this, this being right after they just got back to going to, you know, to school to teach after COVID. And, and now they selfishly go on strike to get more money and they got more money. They got paid the whole time that they were off, you know, when, when, when they didn't have to work, but they want more money. But one of the things that they want is they, they, the teachers are, asking for us probably the union not the teachers but the union is saying well we you know we need more this and that in diversity and we need more this and that and uh you know these these sex education and uh lgbtq education and i i'm i'm just horrified that that our teachers are even going along with this i mean i think that these unions are the worst thing to happen and I just don't understand why our kids cannot go to school and learn the things that they need to learn to function as adults. They need to know how to add so that they don't get ripped off in, in stores or contracts or business later in life. They need to know, you know, how to spell and they need to know all the basics that, that we all learned in school. But those are no longer the focus of school. They have made themselves the parents. And who else in history can you think of who did that? How about Marxists and communists? That's who does that. That's who decides to, to own your children and what they learn. And the parents no longer have a say about it. Is that the direction that we really want to go in? I, I'm talking to every mother out there in America you really need to be thinking about if this is the direction you want to allow these radical teachers and unions to take your children in because your family is going to be affected and it, it's just it's just not an acceptable solution well, and I believe that's why they target children because let's face it, when your child is going to school, none of them want to be bullied. And if you don't, if you don't fall in line with some of the ide ideologies that are being thrown at them, well, then you're not loving and you don't care and you're intolerant and you're a racist and you're this or you're that. And your child comes home and he starts 
or she starts sharing these things with you. And next thing you know, they are the children are walking alongside those people that were calling them all these names because they don't want to be that person that steps aside and says, I'm not going to do that because children are, let's face it, not strong enough to stand on their own when they're in elementary school. They're so formidable. Their minds are young and they're teachable. And that's why they are doing it in the elementary schools, I believe. And that's why they are brainwashing our kids at a young age is because this is the age where they can start to conform uh, with the ideologies or the subjects or the, the, the trend of the world at this point or our, our country. Um, you, you've got these people that are just out there pushing for all of this, not really thinking about how detrimental it's going to be and how corrupt it is. They're being paid. They're being they're being asked to do this. I know in one of the uh, libraries that they had this going on, they had Antifa and Black Lives Matter standing outside forbidding the parents to go in to get their children. The school was allowing the uh, activists to prevent parents from coming and getting their children so that they would not be exposed to this. Oh no, that can't, that can never stand in this country. That, that just can't happen. So I, I just think that parents need to continue to pay attention. There, there is a, a wave with parents that they are paying attention more than they were paying attention pre COVID. So well, let's hope it continues. But what has also happened, Becky, is that the people that are on the other side of this who want to bring these ideas to our children, they're doubling down and they're doing as fast as they can while we still have this administration to support them. So we'll, we'll be right back. Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out cofixrx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at cofixrx.com. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep 
a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Don't miss an episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast. And for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at AmericaOutloud.com. Welcome back to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. And I'm here today with uh, Becky Stokes. And Becky is, well, she gets to be a stay-at-home mom, and she has been for many, many years. And she's raised how many kids, Becky? Four. Four kids. And how many grandkids? A million, I think. 22. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I cannot even imagine. Um, Well... It was because my late husband passed away and God blessed me with another one. And so we've combined our families. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I only have three, just had one about a week ago. So I'm very thrilled with that. And um, a little boy. Congratulations. So, yes. I'm, I'm just uh, in love all over again. Of course. So, you know, speaking of that, and, and I'll mention it, I know that you know this, but, uh, people don't know this, that, you know, about a year and a half ago, um, one of my daughter-in-laws lost twins at five and a half months of of pregnancy. And I was there at the time and, and my husband was there. And these babies came out unexpectedly and they could not be saved, but they came out alive and they came out as full little people. Absolutely beautiful little boys. And when I see these arguments, and when I see in particular, uh, Stacey Abrams, who is, you know, first of all, she said that, uh, what what was her comment about uh, that, that a child, oh, that they don't have a heartbeat, that that's just something that they manufacture to make the mom feel good. I mean, I was absolutely in shock. Anybody who is a mom has heard their baby's heartbeat at a very young time in the pregnancy. So you cannot tell me that that is not the baby's heartbeat and somebody's manufacturing it. It's it's not some big conspiracy to make women think that there's really a baby there and that it's just some lump of cells. That is, that's so insulting to me. Anyway, um, the other the other thing that she has done just recently is she has said that is inflation hurting your family? Well, that's why we need abortion. Really? So uh, we we need to kill our children so that we don't spend more money. I'm just confused about people's ethics and morals in this time. And it, it kind of goes along with what we talked about last segment to me, where, where we just are, um, you know, spiraling down here in in morality in this country and and the value of human life i 
when I listened to Herschel Walker debate uh, Warnock recently, and and Warnock was saying, you know, that we don't need the government in the room with the doctor and the the mother. Okay, and Herschel Walker, good for him, brought up that there is also a baby in that room. And when I see these signs, Becky, that say, my body, my choice, uh, keep your hands off, you know, my my body and my choice, I, I, I just feel like, but that's not your body. That's somebody else's body. That, that baby is an independent human being. And I have to just bring up one other thing, because this really riles me up. I, I saw on Twitter somebody, some man comment the other day, and he said, it's not a baby, it's a fetus. And I had to respond to that because it's just, no, have, have people really honestly looked at what a baby looks like at a very young time in their pregnancy? It is very, very soon that they are a little tiny person. So all of these things are very disturbing to me that that we want to be murdering these children up to nine months when at five months i held living breathing fully formed little children i i just it bothers me to no end that we have become so so callous and so selfish as to put our own needs before that of a whole nother person that we're carrying well You've brought up a subject that has been near and dear to my heart for 50 years. I'm waiting for Webster to remove two words from the dictionary, morality and ethic. There is no morality or ethical common sense anymore in our society. We use abortion for many reasons and in my opinion, it's convenient. I call it convenient murder. The problem with people using the word fetus, it's because if they call it a baby, then it becomes personal. If you call it a fetus, it's not anything other than what a fetus is. And that would be a group of cells that's unviable. If you call it a baby, then you admit that there is something really going on that is really growing in a mother's womb. And I agree with you. When you say my body, my choice, you do whatever you want with your body. I don't am not going to have an opinion about what you do to your body. But when you remove that child from your womb through an abortion, you've then inhabited a different body. You have taken over possession of another body. That child is not your body and should never, that decision should never be made for that child. And most people don't realize this, and I'm gonna bring it up. When you're carrying that child, your blood and that child's blood never mix. If it were to mix, it would very possibly kill the two of you because it is that deadly. 
So the umbilical cord that is attached to the baby and to your womb is what protects both of you. And the blood flowing into that baby is not your blood. It is what is being produced in the womb, going through the umbilical cord to this other living human being. Another point is when someone commits a murder and the woman is pregnant, they are convicted or charged with murdering two people. But if you commit abortion, it doesn't look like that. That's not a murder. So what happened? All of a sudden, that child's not a person anymore. What happened to the description of what was being eliminated? And it is the situation of a selective, convenient abortion as opposed to a, a vile, angry act towards someone else. That is the only difference in the two things that happen. One is legal, one is not legal, but one is described as two murders, one is described as an abortion. It's not, it is the same thing. That person ripped out of your womb is a human being. You put a monitor on that mother's belly, you put a sonogram knob on that mother's belly, you can see that child and you can see that heart beating. And not only can you see it, you hear it, it's six weeks. Yeah, there, you know, another thing that Stacey Abrams, she's talking about this economic issue. And she said that having a child is an economic issue and abortion has to be kept on the table to help women be prosperous. We have so many ways, and I'm a woman and I've had a few kids, um, we have so many ways to not become pregnant. That's, that's our responsibility. And it's also the man's responsibility, but it can't be an after the fact that I'm just going to go ahead and have all the fun that I want. And, and I'll just, uh, you know, get rid of this human being did have, have people. Well, I'll put it another way. I don't believe that many, many people have really looked into what a child looks like in the womb and what horrific methods they use to kill that child in the womb. And I, I just, I just can't see that anybody that has any feelings other than for themselves could, could go through with that understanding what really, really happens. I, I just, yeah, I just think that we should take some accountability and responsibility for not getting pregnant. Stacy Abrams is using abortion to create a voting situation so people will vote for her. She is, again brainwashing people into thinking, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. And this woman is really smart. Maybe I should vote for her because she has my best interest at heart. She doesn't want me to suffer financially. 
Well, there are ways, like you said, to prevent a pregnancy. There's abstinence is the best way. I mean, you're not going to get pregnant if there's no action. Um, There's also other avenues that women can take if they don't feel that they can financially support a child, especially if they're very young, if they've been in a bad situation where possibly they were raped or they were uh, a young teenage girl and was overwhelmed by their feelings and felt like they needed to um, be what their boyfriend wanted them to be so that they could feel good about themselves or whatever. And they end up pregnant. You know, there's adoption agencies. There's people out there that are willing to take those children and raise them and give them loving homes, financially um, equipped to cover all of their expenses without taking the life of an individual that is tragic. It's just another excuse to get into the minds of people in order to have someone else's agenda be successful. Because quite honestly, I don't live in Georgia, but I think Stacey Abrams is grasping at straws with what she said. It's it's not a financial issue. It's never been a financial issue in anyone's, uh, well, in the beginning, at least, it was never a financial issue. Now, having another child could put a strain on, on the family. Well, then that family needs to make adjustments. But like you said, there are ways to prevent that kind of of situation and there are avenues to help you with that situation. No one is going to say, well, you got yourself in this and now you try to figure it out. No, there's all kinds of agencies out there that help people financially uh, with their children and in other ways. So that's a long stretch for her to say something like that. And I think she's got ulterior motives. I don't trust her. But it's, it's such a morality issue to me. You, you know, here, here's the thing mm. that people need to really, really understand, because I'm tired of hearing politicians say that Republicans or conservatives want to uh, completely take away everybody's right for abortion. That 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 is not what's true. What's true is that it, it is no longer a federal right to have an abortion, it is a state's right where it should have been from day one. So if you want to keep abortion in your state, then get involved in keeping abortion in your state to whatever level that people, the majority of people in that state agree to. It could, I think um, where Stacey Abrams is, I think that they are trying to go after, I think it's a 15 week uh, limit uh, to me that's still too long. I like the six week. I actually like none, but um, it, I think if if you really have a concern that you're pregnant, you know, take a morning after pill before anything really starts to develop into, you know, a a real little person, and and educate yourself on what really happens um there's sites like baby center that you can go on online and look and see every single week you know the growth of a baby what happens with them what they can hear what they can feel how they look um and and get educated but the law of the land is not 
such that abortion is illegal. It is simply that it goes to the states. And you and I both know, Becky, that states like California and Oregon and many, many other states, uh, New York, are, are going to have very, very liberal abortion laws. Texas has yeah. a much less liberal abortion law, as do Oklahoma and some other states. So if you find yourself pregnant and you really want to go uh, take care of that in that particular way, that opportunity is there. So they are making it sound like it's some huge issue. And I just don't see that it's some huge issue because abortion is not illegal in many places in the country. So go find one if that's what your preference is, you know, but, but to, to make it a voting issue uh, federally is kind of ridiculous. And play on people's emotions like Stacey Abrams is doing to help herself get elected. Uh, she feels like, okay, this is, this is how I'm going to address it. And to say that it is a financial issue and it puts a burden on women. Well, we need to be teaching our children from the very beginning when they can start understanding what we're talking about, responsibility, give them, give them areas in which it challenges them to be responsible for certain things. But nowadays we, we, we raise our children, not me, because mine are all raised, but I see young people raising their children and it's a child interest home. And the child actually is the one telling the parents what they can and cannot do and how things are going to be done and, or, or not done, and which is a child-centered home. Instead of saying, no, you are going to learn how to be responsible and this is how we're going to do it and holding them accountable. No one wants to be held accountable anymore for any actions they are taken, whether it's a murder or whether it's robbing a bank or taking something from someone else that doesn't belong to them. Well, we just let them off. You know, we just let them walk. We just pat them on the hand and say, now, please don't do that again. That's not very nice. Well, there are consequences to your actions. And if you are not being responsible as a young person and you find yourself pregnant, then you're with a consequence. This is a consequence. And, in, and to me, a baby is a blessing. And it, that baby needs to be brought to full term. And that baby needs to be given to someone who will love it and raise it. And I just want to say to the person that is aborting a child, Aren't you glad your mother didn't abort you? People often ask me, Malcolm, how do we fight the corruption? Robert Frost has said it best. Freedom lies in being bold. Well, for six incredible years, bold is America out loud. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. 
Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Well, we're rounding the corner in segment three here, Becky. And um, let me introduce myself as well. I I am Linda Martinelli. I'm a business owner. Both Becky and I are uh, located in Texas. And... We happen to have a full Texas show today. So I want to talk about drugs a bit and not just drugs, but what we were just talking about really brought something to my mind before I go on to drugs, which is related. And that is the kind of the unimportance of human life anymore when we talk about abortion, I mean, you and I have, feel one way and many, many people feel another way. And who's right and who's wrong? I mean, probably only only one entity can say that, and, and that would be uh, God, right? But in my humble viewpoint, what I'm seeing is that we are not valuing life anymore, not just in abortion, but when you take the the no bail and the crime and the criminals that are let out and they, they re-victimize people and they kill people over and over. So let's just take an example. Um, you have somebody say in the subway in New York who murders somebody right there on the train, on the tracks. I mean, you name it, it's happening. These people are getting out with no bail. And I'm in shock over that because what that says is that human life has no value. And what I wanted to talk about says the same thing to me. So in Oregon, if you remember last year, Oregon being a very liberal state, they decriminalized drug possession. And they thought that this was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, that they are going to to have a nationwide model for managing rather than criminalizing drug addiction. What do you think has happened? The overdose deaths in Oregon have soared. So in 2017, they were at 530. In 2021, after decriminalizing drugs, they were at 1,072. It was, it's a 61% annual increase. 
And now they're, they're going to be up again this year, primarily because of all the drugs that are coming over the border now and more and more overdose deaths are happening. They are giving these people places, safe places to take their drugs. If you see the pictures on the news of what these safe places look like, it is absolutely disgusting. It is, it is heartbreaking to look at the people in the, in these states of addiction that are completely, I, I, I don't know, they've, they've lost themselves completely. And now we have all the fentanyl coming in over the border, thanks to China, thanks to Mexico, and thanks to our administration. And what happens when these people get arrested? It's decriminalized. So nothing happens. And they just go out and kill themselves or give drugs to other people that kill them. Where, where What happened to our value for life in our country? It's I find it really disturbing. Well, our value of life has diminished increasingly over the years. There's a lot of money in drug handling. So the people that are involved in running these drugs, they're not going to give up their income. They're not going to say, well, you need to do something about it or put these people in prison. They're not going to deal with it. They're going to actually make it easier for these people to get their drugs. And the fact that they're coming over our borders within the last two years and as much has come back over our borders when we had a handle on it for a while is astonishing. And you brought up the whole fentanyl thing, and I'm glad you did because there have been numerous warnings as of late about Halloween candy and how these drug cartel and distributors are masking what fentanyl looks like in a candy form. And they are turning it into things that look like Skittles or gummy bears or different types of the little candy pills that are all wrapped up in one little cellophane wrapper. And so they're telling parents to be extremely careful, watch your children, which houses to go to, because these drugs are being pushed off onto these children. And the amount of fentanyl in these in these pieces of candy is enough to kill masses of individuals, let alone one child. I mean, you just have to touch it and then it's in your bloodstream and it is extremely effective. But I, I'm with you, Linda. I'm, I'm speechless at to the reasoning that our leaders are thinking that legalizing this stuff is going to control it. Did legalizing alcohol control alcoholics? Did legalizing uh, cigarettes control the amount of cigarettes that are sold and the cancer that is formed because of it? It hasn't. And you would think history would prove what they have done as being nonsense or prove that it doesn't work that way. I don't understand Oregon's 
agenda in allowing people to have certain areas where they can legally do their drugs and thinking that's going to control it. All it's going to do is increase the amount of institutions or facilities where they can have more drugs. And it's going to increase more drugs into our communities and our country. And it increases the volume of money that people are making from that. And I really believe that's the root of it. Well, the, the root of so many things, so many things in America is the money behind it. And it makes the world go round, I guess. But we, we just have a severe, severe drug problem in the country right now, thanks to the drugs that are pouring over the border. And even in our little town in Texas, uh, where, where we, we really have no crime and no issues, I mean, that's changing pretty quickly with the border being wide open and people finding their way more and more north. And they do. So, you know, as people have said, the entire country is going to be a border state pretty soon. But uh, we we are in, you know, ground zero and we are the first to see the results from all of these drugs that come in, uh, all the human trafficking, all, all of the um you know the as you said the fake candy pills and uh, and you mentioned how little fentanyl it takes to kill somebody it is it is about the size of a grain of salt and mm -hmm. that that's all that it takes and you are gone very quickly unless you happen to be carrying um, some um, was it naloxone or a couple other different things that will. Um, save save your life if you happen to be able to get to it fast enough but most people cannot do that so it's it's really a problem when Oregon decided to decriminalize drugs it didn't work for them and it didn't work for Colorado with the decriminalizing marijuana back of course a lot of states have done it now but their car accidents uh went up dramatically. And that's because you're still driving under the influence. And by the way, the marijuana of today is not the marijuana of when you and I were younger. It's completely different and it's much, much stronger and it's much more potent and it's been proven to uh, have detrimental effects to your brain. So I, I, just, I just don't understand where... Democrats are going with this whole scenario with decriminalizing everything and letting people off and letting them not be accountable and really just letting people go to hell in a handbasket. That is not an empathetic kind of society. That That's just letting people go destroy themselves. And I, I just think that that's... Um, I mean, it's it's all part and parcel to what we see with all the homeless on the street. They are drug addicted, they're alcohol addicted, or they are mentally ill. And we just have so many issues. And why, why do these people want to continue to kind of jump in the boat, a sinking boat with, with the issue, instead of standing up and saying, no, we need to get these people off of drugs. This has not worked. Their, their, their banner program 
to decriminalize drugs and make everybody be better for it is a complete failure. And yet they're not doing anything to fix it. And, and that includes states like New York and California with these um, no bail situations. That has been a complete disaster and harms society tremendously. And yet people are still campaigning on these things. I, I just don't understand how anybody with any common sense can see that this doesn't work. And you need to run very far and very fast away from this type of uh, politician that or district attorney that would make these kind of decisions uh, and fix this because we are we're imploding here. You're absolutely right. And with drug addiction and this type of situation, then you have poverty and then poverty promotes crime and then crime is not dealt with and neither is the addiction. And so it just turns into a vicious cycle and that you can't get out of. It's almost like a hamster on one of those little running wheels. They're just turning their wheels and they're going nowhere and they're going nowhere fast. It's destructive. It's immoral. And again, I think they are really pleading with people and doing this to a certain kind of people so that they can get the majority vote and stay in office and then push their agenda for whatever they want to push their agenda. But they have no common sense, like you said, on how to deal with these issues. They put a Band-Aid on something that needs to have surgery. And well, it yeah. just compounds it. And, and what they said in Oregon when they made this law and when they decriminalized the drugs, that they were going to have these programs that the state was going to provide that was going to make it all better. But none of that really happened. So they had all the bad consequences. And on top of that, the innocent people um, have been really affected because property and violent crime has also increased. So they, they've not only hurt the drug addicts, they have hurt the taxpayers, the, the good citizens and their families. And I mean, this is all wrong. In, in Oregon, they've got uh, several candidates that are running in the upcoming election to repeal those laws. And I hope that the people of Oregon uh, can make those decisions instead of just looking at uh, the big D or the big R for Democrat and Republican, but look at what's really happening to your state and the people in it. And the same thing, you know, uh, the Biden administration provided $30 billion in funding for um, quote unquote harm reduction programs, which include the distribution of safe smoking kits like crack pipes. Uh, this is not helping anybody. It, it's horrendous to see uh, what's happened to San Francisco in the streets. You can't even walk down the street anymore. My husband grew up there. He loved it. And the last time we were there, it was horrendous. And I will probably never in my life go back to that city, nor to another city that I truly love, which is New York. It's like turning over a bottle of alcohol to an alcoholic and saying, go ahead, drink this and control yourself. It's it's ludicrous. It's, it's 
idiotic. It, it, I don't understand. There's no rational thinking behind any of this. But then they don't, they don't ask anyone else. They just push their own agenda. They push their own ideas and say, this is the best for the country. And unfortunately, they're appealing to our children and young adults. And they think it's absolutely great because those are the ones that it's affecting the most, probably, in Oregon. And then you look at these, these tent cities in, in Oregon they're all over the place. There's, they're filthy. And then you have, on top of that, you have disease that is growing out of all of this because no one is willing to clean it up. And it just gets bigger and it gets uglier and there's more infestation. And they think by giving them more drugs, pipes, whatever, is going to fix the problem. And I don't know who's running these, these um programs, but they don't have a clue. They just absolutely don't have a clue about what is good for the country. Well, yeah, it's misplaced social justice for sure. Uh, that It doesn't bring anybody social justice to have the situations with the no bail and with the decriminalized drugs at all. It helps nobody. And I mean, the way that we fix it is how we vote. And I, I really hope that we can make a difference with our votes. And I really hope that if we do make a difference with our votes and have a red wave, I, I really hope that conservatives um, get in there and make some changes because I've been disappointed in the conservatives as well as the Democrats. Uh, they, they When they've had the opportunities, they've gotten nothing done and they need to get something done. But what we need done is certainly not the direction that we're going now, and we've got to fix it. These cities, New York City, Chicago, beautiful cities, San Francisco, that depend on tourism, their tourism is virtually dead. And, you know, what is that going to do? If you're a citizen in any of those places, it's going to raise your taxes even more because you don't have money coming in from tourism. So, I mean, we really need to, to get serious about this and, and make a change here. And hopefully people will do that. Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more step for womankind. 